Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Maya Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Here we go. Hurts has all day. Now some rushers come. Going to throw it as far as his arm can take it, which is well short. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. Ah. There it was, and uh, so pleased to be with you today, and that was the uh, end of the Super Bowl, and unfortunately, we were all robbed of perhaps a more exciting ending. I think we all wanted Jalen Hurts to get one more crack at it. I mean, now, I would say a lot of people who, Aaron, you know, were rooting against the Eagles like a lot of Cowboys fans. Maybe they were okay with it. But I kind of I kind of have to think that there were even people rooting for the Chiefs and, and rooting against the Eagles that wanted to see what Jalen Hurts could do with one timeout in a minute 45 left. But the officials conspired against us, and then Aaron – when a young man had the chance to run it into the end zone right after that, he hit the deck. And um, squirrel-like decision. Aaron, I got to say, it's, it's, it, it really is not, as, not that many people are talking about it today. But to make that decision in a tie game, when you've had a bit of a shaky kicker, he'd already missed a 42-yard field goal, that is an interesting situation. I, I think it was the right decision course it would have been second guess forever if he had shanked that uh, extra point or based that you know winning field goal or it had been blocked or something like that or it was a poor snap but I, I I think it was the right decision and I think it was a smart decision it was just um it was strange to to see how that went down and McKinnon was his name. Jarek McKinnon stopped at the one-yard line. So both of those things, the call, which we'll be talking about throughout the day, and a reminder, we'll have, uh, well, I say reminder, I'm telling you for the first time probably today, Ed Werder, the noted ESPN analyst, will be on with us today at 420. Aaron, one of the things, and again, we'll talk about the call that was made, the holding call. Was it a little bit ticky-tacky? Yes, it was. Does that stuff happen? I mean, like, I get that, you you know, the calls you make in the first quarter, you've got to make similar calls. Although we never, in the NBA, we don't want games to be decided. We want to let the players decide it. I didn't. On, on seeing the replay, and again, the player who was called for it for the Eagles did did admit to tugging on um, Schuster's, Smith Schuster, Schuster's uh, 
kind of a, the back of his jersey. Aaron, it, it, by the definition, by the very definition of holding, yeah, you could probably make a case. Was it, could it have been a no call? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it was interesting how that game went. Some of the calls. Devontae Smith um, has a ball, has a catch overturned on replay. And, and you're kind of thinking, I don't know if there's enough to overturn that call. Well, they did. They did. It was a it was a great Super Bowl. There were so many. Aaron, I find myself in, in you know, in the past, I've been at these things. Sometimes I try to watch it where there's not many people around me. Last night we were at a party and and so, you know, you, you get in conversations, you go refresh your plate. You miss certain things, um, and so I've kind of had to go back a little bit, reconstruct some things, look at some things I may have missed. I, I Today I was wanting to take a look, for instance, at the Jalen Hurts fumble and, and to think, man, what happens in this game if that play doesn't happen? Eagles are winning that thing 24-14 at halftime, and you got major. I mean, now we think, oh, Mahomes was great, and he came down the stretch, and he got it done, and I'm fine with him winning the MVP. Aaron, you could make an argument that Jalen Hurts played every bit as well as Mahomes, if not better. The yardage, the touchdowns. I mean, he accounts for one on the run, three more through the air. I mean, Jalen Hurts played a well of a ball game. Now, Aaron, on that, I, and I look back at it today, I, I got no clue how a guy that's that good of a runner goes crashing through the line and then just kind of coughs the ball up. I, I did not, and again, I'll keep watching this thing and see if I see anything differently. But I, I it didn't look like anybody punched the ball out. I mean, I can't say, oh, my gosh, incredible play by this person. I mean, it was a great play to scoop it up and run it into the end zone. But, of course, that ends up being a big thing. That ties the game at 14. And though the Eagles took a 24-14 lead, I mean, I, I think you look back and that's a big moment in the game. Now, as the day unfolds, we'll talk all we'll talk a lot about some of the different plays, some of the different things that happened in that game, and we'll talk about the legacy of Patrick Mahomes. Aaron, on the call in question, with a couple of minutes left in the game, I mean it's third and eight, and they they go to Schuster, and he's going to run kind of a, 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 you know, it looks like he's going to be in one-on-one coverage. I, I think it was pretty good play. I can't say that the redirect or the hold, I can't say that it was enough to have truly, completely thrown that play off. Now, people might argue the other way. Now, from a just a viewing standpoint, I think the majority of the country wanted that to be a no call. And then, of course, we get to see the end of that game play out. Uh, you see the field goal be made there, and you go up 38-35. 
and then you get to see what Hurts can do coming back down the field because that's what we would have been looked at. Now, Aaron, even a man like you who's been known to jump on a bandwagon and apparently I I saw visual evidence of a Mahomes jersey (laughs) that you were wearing last night. I mean, you never know. Jersey. Still wearing it today. I may wear it all week. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, some of the people up there may hope that you don't make that choice. But Aaron, from a as a just a fan of the game, were you upset that they called that, or are you enough of an Eagles hater that you were just fine with them calling the holding in that moment? I don't think that there should ever be. I think the rules should be enforced the same way throughout the game. I don't think there should be any more. Well, the game's on the line, so it really has to be holding. Either it was a hold or it wasn't. I think it was, and I think the penalty was okay. Although there might have been, Aaron, I mean, there were probably numerous plays much like that that didn't get called. I mean, I get what you're saying, and I'm not saying I totally disagree with that, but it's just – I'm telling you, and maybe we do this more in the NBA. Aaron, there's always calls at the end of a college basketball or NBA where we end up saying to ourselves, you can't call that there. You can't call that on that play. Why isn't, why shouldn't we view the NFL the same way? I mean, I don't think we look at the end of college basketball games and go, well, if that's a foul. You know, in the first five minutes, it's got to be a foul at the end of the game. We don't look at it that way. Now, maybe you do, Aaron. I absolutely but I'm saying do. The majority of fans look at that thing and go, you can't call that there. I don't think that's right. I think you're wrong about that. Oh, no. I think more people are on my side on that deal. Like, I, I think we've been doing it for generations. You can't call that fa- – you hear it from announcers all the time. They're wrong. You can't, you can't – well, that's fine. I mean, I'm okay with you saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that's how the majority of sports fans want their – it's the same thing as last night. The majority of sports fans didn't want that call to be made because we wanted to see what would happen and what Jalen Hurts would do. Now, I'm willing to put it out there on the text line – We've got plenty of people who are extremely active on our phone lines, 254-662-1660, Are you bummed even to this moment? Because, Aaron, what it ended up becoming is a chip shot field goal to win a great game rather than a great quarterback like Jalen Hurts loading up for one last try. With one timeout and a minute 45 to go, can he get it done? Can he go tie it? Can he go win the game? Aaron, it's, it, it, he absolutely could have. I mean, he, he, they, the, they were moving the ball too great in that game. Same thing with the Chiefs. Aaron, didn't the Eagles remind me? Did the Eagles have some kind of like historical sack team this year? I mean, some kind of crazy total. They what did. is 70 sacks or whatever? I mean, the, like the most in the modern game since they even kept up with sacks, or if not the most, it was close to the most ever on a sack season. Aaron, how many, how many times did they sack 
the man who was stumbling around back there on a bat on a bum ankle. How many sacks did they have in that game? It would be zero. Isn't that amazing? We get these storylines. Oh my gosh, they're unbelievable. They got this great pass rush. And lo and behold, aren't they, Aaron, the Chiefs, didn't it just two, two Super Bowls ago? Weren't we talking about the Chiefs' offensive line couldn't hold up? They didn't, they never solved their offensive line issues. Well, I guess they did. I guess they did. Because, and then what did, what did Mahomes do, Aaron? He, he, he couldn't even at halftime. You're like, oh my gosh, are they going to have to turn to like Chad Henney or whoever's over there? They're going to have to turn to him. And uh, I, I, I found that uh, interesting to see the way that whole thing played off, played out, Aaron. And then on the last, much like the AFC title game, when he draws that penalty over there, but he went racing down the sideline even to make that happen. In this game, Aaron, there was a 14-yard run, and then I think on the big one there, it was a 26-yard run. And, of course, even when he's totally healthy, he doesn't have, like, the greatest running style. I don't think Mahomes makes us think of Lamar Jackson or even Hurts. I mean, these are guys that can get out and just kill you with their legs. But when Mahomes has to get it done, Aaron – it's a weird running style. It's just kind of like a, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Twenty, He runs for 26 yards, and he never, like, picked his feet up off the ground. I mean, it, 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 and, and think about how banged up he was. But when he had to turn it up and dial it up and go run, he did it. Aaron, anybody greater in the game right now than Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback? I don't think so. I mean, Burrow's a great one. Brady's been a great one, but he's retired. Mahomes. And then, Aaron, as we kind of predicted at some point, and I, t- I tweeted about this today, look at that contract now. Anybody crying about, oh, my gosh, he's, he's, he's making 40-something million a year. Aaron, that contract looks so great. It's a fixed cost. They know exactly how it's going to be. It's like eight or nine more years of this. At forty-five million a year. Meanwhile, the market will go crazy for other quarterbacks, and somebody's going to end up making fifty a year, and they're locked into him for that for like whatever eight, nine more years. Aaron, you think they're happy with that contract now? You think the Chiefs are okay with it? Yeah, yeah. How long's their window, Aaron? When's the Chiefs' window close? Two. Never. <laughs> well, I'll paraphrase when they ask. Uh, Joe Burrow, what the Bengals Super Bowl window was, he goes, mm-hmm. my playing career. Well, you can say the same thing for the Chiefs. As long yeah. as Patrick Mahomes is there, they have a chance to win it all. All right, we're going to call uh, Ed Werder, NFL reporter, newsbreaker, and also a member of the Doomsday Podcast, our own Ed Werder. From ESPN joins us next. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Monday night in the Farrell Center hosting West Virginia. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Monday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. 
right here on the flagship station for Baylor basketball, ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active. Fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I want to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step. There was no back pain. I took another step. No knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my good feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. Looking for an unforgettable gift this Valentine's Day? Republic Gun Club and the Oak and Ivy Wine Bar Bistro have created the perfect pairing. Now through Valentine's Day, you can grab the ultimate date night package of an hour on the 25-yard lane for two, two pistol rentals, a Gatlin gun rental, and a $50 gift card to Oak and Ivy, all for only $149.99. Best part? You can get this deal now and use it any time this year. Republic Gun Club is your home on the range. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience, Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home select BX Series equipment for zero down, 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus save up to $800. Now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. You could get her chocolates, you could get her flowers, or you could get her jewelry. At D'Amore Fine Jewelers, you can get her all three. February 1st through February 14th, receive free designer chocolates and free red roses with all fine jewelry purchases, $99 or more. Free roses and free chocolates for your Valentine, only at D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. Kansas City Chiefs won their second Super Bowl in four years, and Patrick Mahomes won his second Super Bowl MVP after winning the season MVP. Andy Reid says he plans to return in 2023. Dallas Mavericks back home tonight hosting Minnesota. It's Kyrie Irving's home debut for the Mavericks. Tip-off is at 7.30. Baylor women lose to Oklahoma State over the weekend, 77-56. The Bears are at Kansas State on Wednesday. Baylor men come back and beat TCU on Saturday, 72-68. The Bears with a quick turnaround back in action tonight, hosting West Virginia in the Farrell Center. Tip is at 8 o'clock, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. One of the game in the Big 12, Texas at Texas Tech tonight, 8 o'clock tip-off. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, Campus Confidential coming up. Ed Werder now joining us, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Ed, uh, hope you enjoyed your uh, Super Bowl viewing. Uh, I, I don't know if you were like me. I just felt really let down last night because it was great, great game. I don't want to complain about that, but I did want that last. I got greedy. And I wanted that la- I wanted Jalen Hurts to get one, uh, get a crack at that thing late. Did you, did you kind of have that similar feeling after uh, after watching what was a uh, tremendous back and forth game? Well, first of all, let me correct you on one thing, or state for the record one thing that you mentioned in in that setup, and people who listen to the Doomsday podcast that we do together will already know this. As you should, I'm nothing like you. That's that's the first thing you said, <laughs> if you're anything like me. So I want, I want to set the record straight on that. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I, I guess I guess it was it didn't seem like a real egregious foul. And for it to occur at such a momentum, momentous part of the game and and, and, and go away and deciding the outcome. Uh, yeah, that that was that was unfortunate. Um, especially when we were just reminded, you know, three days ago by Commissioner Roger Goodell that officiating has never been better. I just thought that was the wrong way to decide uh, what had the makings of an all-time great championship finish. Um, At the same time, James Bradbury admitted after the game in the (laughs) locker room that he committed the foul. And so Carl Sheffers, as he explained to the pool reporter afterward, you know, it was a foul. Uh, we saw it as a foul, and we don't go into determining whether we're throwing a flag based on what point of the game it is or what's at stake in that particular moment. So I guess the call was justified considering all of those things, but still seemed like an unfortunate end to such a great game. And if uh, I just I wish we could convince these guys to go ahead and step in the end zone. It was a very heads-up play by Jarek McKinnon. Uh, it is interesting, though, Ed, you know, in a tie ball game, I mean, that is a – and with a kicker that's been a little iffy on some kicks, that's an interesting deal. Who do we blame this on? Like, an e- wasn't there an Eagles running back against the Cowboys a few years ago that kind of stopped around the, 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 the one-yard line and, and fell down to run out the clock? I feel like some of this we can track back to, to him. That would have been about, like, you know, nine or ten years ago. Well, there was a Deshaun Jackson play where he celebrated prematurely and gave up the ball <laughs> That's before true. he crossed the goal line when he was with the Eagles. It cost them a touchdown. Uh, but yeah, it was it was it was that's what and that's what I'm talking about. Such a great game, you know, to both teams playing at a really high level, especially the offenses. And at the end of the game, you got guys trying to give up a touchdown to an opponent who won't take it. And you know, Patrick Mahomes instead of trying to make a play, is taking a knee to set up you know, Buckner's field goal attempt. And you're right, he missed earlier in the game, but I don't think it was much of a chance of him missing from that distance unless he suddenly, uh, his body were, you know, taken over by Brett Maher uh, or he slipped on the painted part of the field or something like that. But like I said, it was, I I think we want to see these guys playing at their best when the game's being decided. And 
that's not what we got in the last two minutes of that game. But then I guess we can blame it all on James Radbury. <laughs> I squeezed off a Maher um, joke at my watch party, uh, Ed, which I attended. I didn't host it, but I attended. And I in that moment, it got kind of quiet. Anything you attend is yours? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm just Anything saying you, that. Any party you attend automatically becomes your party. I don't want you to think I hosted something and didn't invite you. Exactly uh, so I, I wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to, to say I was over at the Blomberg's house watching this. But I squeezed off a Maher joke. It was a well-timed, and I said, there is a chance he could Maher this. And, and it kind of, <laughs> it got a pretty good response. I just want to, yeah. I wanted to say that. Well, we used to, we used to talk about Vanderjacking the kicks, right? Like, I missed <laughs> the left, only Vanderjacked it, you know? <laughs> Vanderjet and Bill Parcells. Now that was a pair, if there ever was uh, a, a duo. And um, I, boy, he had. You remember that one year? He had trouble with some kickers. Marty Gramatica. I mean, there was there were there were several kickers that came through, and boy, Bill was not liking them, and he didn't care for the cockiest kicker of all, Mike Vanderjet, who was one of the great, most accurate kickers of all time, uh, until he showed up and tried to kick for the Cowboys. I think public enemy number one for the Cowboys when Bill Parcells was there was Terrell Owens, and public enemy number two uh, was Vanderjack. <laughs> Ed Werder joining us from ESPN on the Matt Mosley uh, show, ESPN Central Texas. What about this Eagles defense, the vaunted pass rush? Um, man, we they had this record-setting season, and then the to get into a game like that and not be able to really – I mean, the Chiefs did a great job of protecting Mahomes. Um, what, did, what did you make of that? I mean, we, we were kind of ready to see the Eagles do what they'd done much of the season, and what do you make of them maybe not having to have faced great time, uh, teams, like leading up to this game, that whole theory – you know, obviously yeah, yeah. San Francisco was compromised when they played the Eagles. Do you think that played a role in this? Well, they, they didn't play great teams because most of the great teams are in the AFC and the Chiefs yes. played all of those teams. You know, they played Cincinnati, they played mm-hmm. Buffalo, uh, and so they've they've played better quarterbacks or, or high-level quarterbacks on a regular basis, and the Eagles have not been in that situation. But, you know, one of the things that – and it is surprising that the Eagles, given what they had accomplished during the season, you know, as a pass rush group, I mean, the first team in NFL history to have six different players with 10 or more sacks uh, coming into the Super Bowl as a first team with 70 sacks in the regular season and playoffs and then not getting any. I think it speaks to um, just, you know, the Chiefs, when they lost that game to Tampa Bay, they, they remade their offensive line after that Super Bowl loss when Mahomes was sacked and pressured like 29 times a Super Bowl record and they remade their offensive line two years ago Uh, they transformed their offense this year when they traded Tyreek Hill but I think it it just really speaks to the coaching and the preparation and Mahomes being able to get the ball out of his hands Mahomes being able to manipulate the pocket get himself out of trouble I mean he was pressured 11 times in the game and last night was the sixth time that he's been pressured 10 or more times and not been sacked in a game. That's the most in the NFL. No other quarterback has more than four games like that. Um, so it was a lot of different things. And maybe the you know slippery issue on the field had something to do 
was really negating the pass rushes on both sides. Both teams had really good pass rushes coming into the game, and neither dominated that aspect of the game, and the offenses obviously took full advantage. Um, but I, I think that had something to do with it. But I certainly thought going into the game that the the Eagles were the better team um, and, and, and where they had the biggest advantage was that they were a great defensive team and the Chiefs really were not a great defensive team. But that's not exactly how it played out. Mahomes had, you know, obviously the 65-yard punt return by Tony paid huge dividends and gave Mahomes a short field. Kansas City got a defensive touchdown. They almost never lose when Mahomes is a quarterback. They get a defensive touchdown. So it was really they, – they won all three phases of the game when you consider – you know, the defensive touchdown, the special team setting up a touchdown with a 65-yard uh, punt return by Tony. So it's, I guess under those circumstances, it's not entirely surprising that Kansas City was able to, to win the game. Isn't it interesting, though, the firepower? You were talking about Tyreek Hill. They've got, they've got um, MVS, the man we call MVS. They've got Smith-Schuster. Kadarius Tony obviously make, made huge plays in this game. But it's not like they brought in this huge front line. We talk about with the Cowboys, oh, man, without Amari Cooper. Then they had to go get T.Y. Hilton. And, and C.D., in a lot of respects, was sort of by himself. But, boy, it does speak, doesn't it, to Andy Reid and the greatness of his quarterback in Mahomes. That, and, of course, Kelsey's a generational tight end talent. Right. Let's, right. Let's, we've got to mention that. But with, with the Cowboys, we're always like, Oh man, they're missing this. Or oh, if they had more five power at wide receiver, and really the Chiefs have proved proven that they can kind of bring anybody in there at wide receiver. I mean, Tyreek was unbelievable, but they they honestly didn't miss a beat without him. And and it's well, not like this is an overpowering wide receiver core. That's that's the difference between Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott, and it's mm-hmm. the difference between. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and a lot of other starting quarterbacks in the NFL who have been very successful. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers, they, the Packers traded Devontae Adams. Uh, look what happened to the Packers and their offense and their quarterback. Uh, in the offseason, the um, Titans traded A.J. Brown, who we saw in the game last night, score a touchdown uh, for the Eagles. Look what happened to Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. They made the playoffs, but with a losing record. And so – and, and then you have, as you mentioned, what happened with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Uh, they weren't the offensive team that they had been in previous years. Kansas City lost the best deep receiver in football. Um, I mean, he and, and Kelsey and Mahomes were the best threesome in all of football in terms of passing game, touchdowns, offensive productivity. I think 84% of Mahomes' touchdowns had come with both of those players on the field. So to take him away and not really replace him with a similar type of player really just speaks to you know the great imagination of Andy Reid and the ability to adjust Patrick Mahomes like Mahomes completely changed as a quarterback they didn't have any touchdowns down the field he had one touchdown of more than 20 yards this year he had he led the NFL in touchdown passes to his tight ends and his running backs that's how dramatically they changed their offensive approach in one year, and they did it and won a Super Bowl, and still and went in as the AFC's number one team. They played all their playoff games at home again. Isn't it amazing to watch Mahomes down there? To your point, like some of those routes and things that they do. I mean, they're sort of genius in their simplicity. I mean, you're basically running a guy. You know, it looks like you're going to motion him, 
and then you rip him back to the other side of the field. And like, how many times do they 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 do they do something, and it's like, wait, why is that guy absolutely wide open? And yet they just do it better than anybody in football. I mean, Mahomes, where do you have Mahomes, Ed, now in your mind? I mean, he's the greatest quarterback going right now, currently. But, I mean, just even thinking about through the ages, with his second Super Bowl, they go to the AFC title game on an annual basis. I mean, this guy is headed toward, um, just, I mean, it's, it's, he's already there. He's already a Hall of Famer. It's just scary to think, Ed, how many years he has left. Um, well, I mean, and, if he, and he, yeah, he's, he's got, he's played five years as a starting quarterback. He's been to three Super Bowls already. He's had two Super Bowl wins, the MVP both times. He's been the league MVP twice. Um, he's had been in five AFC championship games in five years as a starter. He's been the offensive player of the year in the NFL. His, the Chiefs have won 12 or more games every year. He's been the starter. I mean, yeah, this is like if anybody's going to break any of Tom Brady's records, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. He, he's that much better or that much further along at the similar juncture of his career than Josh Allen in Buffalo or Joe Burrow or, you know, Lamar Jackson or any other quarterback that you want to put in there as a young up and coming, you know, dominant player of the current generation. So to me, he's like, for, for for the longest time, it was, you know, Joe Montana. Well, now it's got to be Tom Brady one, and it's got to be Joe Montana two. And Patrick Mahomes is probably three, even though he's only won half as many Super Bowls as Terry Bradshaw. And he hasn't won as many yet as Troy Aikman. I think it's pretty clear that's an inevitability with Patrick Mahomes. All right. I, I want you to get your grandkids to, um, I don't know if you're going to do Disney World or Disneyland. You're more of a... Well, you like you like both places. You like California and Florida, but uh, I was just looking at you retweeting Patrick Mahomes with his family at Disneyland. Ed, the only thing I worry about you've you've given so many of your uh, ESPN Disney passes to me over the years. I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping your grandkids still have a few uh, passes. I mean, my daughter, and of course, I was at ESPN for those years and sort of her early years. I had all the passes, and then, Ed, I kind of had to start leaning on you. So, Ed, you, you feel like you still have some passes, perhaps, if you need them, to take uh, Henry and Delilah to, the, uh, to, to, to one of the, the Disney parks. I do feel like that at the moment, and I prefer the weather in California if i got to stand in line, even if I'm having a, a VIP experience that I would, I would certainly hope I qualify for after 25 years as a Disney employee. Um, but in Florida, they have the Marvel Adventure, you know, comic group and the Adventure Park out there. And Henry's a big Avengers guy, Captain America, the whole deal. So I think he'd kind of rather go there. But I think I better probably get this done in the short term. Not not before they're too old, but before I'm too far gone. <laughs> That's right. Never know about this place. But uh, keep Animal Kingdom in mind as a place to stay, Ed. That fits under our Disney resort packages and all of that. And so for half price, uh, you can wake up to, like, giraffes and everything, like, right outside your window at that particular resort. So I want you to keep that in mind. And these animals are like, they're not like the Dallas Zoo where they're always escaping. They they stay out there kind of like where they're supposed to stay. 
the Dallas Zoo where you can go and take one home, take your favorite animal home if you like. Yeah, I mean, you can even leave on a dart train. Yeah, you can leave on <laughs> dart with two with two exotic monkeys. Yeah, that's uh, that has been an interesting story to say the least. And a snow leopard. That guy, the same guy, cut a hole in the fence and let a snow leopard out of there. And 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 good to know, snow leopards will not harm humans. All right, and but, apparently uh, they won't leave easily. <laughs> that's. Yeah, yeah. So that's been that's been interesting, and I appreciate it. I've been out on doomsday business today. I was uh, visiting with a potential investor, and I did think about you, though. I thought, golly, it would be fun to have Ed on the day after the Super Bowl. It kind of that kind of locked me into thinking about you, and um, yeah, I appreciate you doing this. Well, I think I could have brought more value if I'd have been at the investor meeting than just appearing on your show. But that's for you to decide, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That's a fair point. All right. I'll uh I'll talk to you soon, Ed. All right, Matt. See you later, buddy. Okay. Bye. Ed Warder of of Doomsday Podcast fame with me and longtime friend from ESPN. And uh, always good to catch up with Ed because he has a lot of interesting takes on everything. I was looking to see what he's been up to on Twitter. It's a lot. The man loves to retweet. He loves to spend a lot of time on Twitter. And, um, Aaron, I thought you would like this, being a big numbers guy. This is the Chiefs offense last night. Motion plays, 41 plays, 7 yards per play, and 4 touchdowns. On, on all the plays they motioned, no motion, 12 plays, 4.3 yards per play, and 0 TDs. Okay, so they seem to use motion pretty well. All four offensive TDs used motion on the play, and three were scored by the actual player in motion. Aaron, it's not even like it's the decoy. Send them in motion, and then, oh, by goodness, what about giving the ball to them? The, guy, the person you sent in motion. I, I, I love what they do. It's amazing. And I never know who to credit, Aaron, quite honestly. Be enemies over there with a chart. I, sometimes I feel like he's calling the plays, and sometimes Andy Reid's calling the plays. Let's give it to both of them. Let's give it to both of them. Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, doing a tremendous job. And Aaron Sexton, as we speak, in a Patrick Mahomes jersey today, or jersey, I should say. And uh, just, I mean, the man, you never know. Could be Burrow one week. It's Mahomes the next. It's very fluid. It's a strange situation, but the man... The man has a lot of different teams, and uh, and he, he's got the Mahomes thing going today. Aaron, has anybody seen you in our office? A lot of times people clear out of our office pretty early in the afternoon. Has anybody seen you and reacted to the Mahomes jersey? No, I've seen a couple of people, but no one said anything. I was surprised. Like, hey, Aaron, you got the Mahomes jersey Are on. you a Chiefs fan? I'd be like, nope. <laughs> Just found it on sale, and was rooting for them against the Eagles. <laughs> I like, I, people just, I don't think, I think sometimes they're just focused on what they're doing. Aaron, I'd kind of like them to, to notice and engage in more conversation there. I'm going to try to start some of that at M&M Broadcasting. Uh, Aaron, it would help if I came in occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. We roll along, and it's time for something we call Campus Confidential, the Bears are on the move. When it comes to the top 25, we get you updated next. Recently on Game Time. Today would have been Bear Fawcett's 
76th birthday. And Ryan Farrah Fawcett is who? He has no idea. The, the poster lady. <laughs> the poster lady. <laughs> Which he had oh, no idea what the poster gosh. was. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Nope. I did not. The oh. number one selling poster of all time is the Farrah Fawcett poster. Yes, indeed. Sold over 12 million copies 12 of that million. Oh, poster. God. Thanks for playing. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialist today at ascension.org slash Ortho. Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info. And help save a life with Carter Blood Care. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Looking for that hard-to-find whatchamacallit or do-dead to finish your do-it-yourself project? You'll find it at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are included in their huge showroom, including all the steel products you need, such as bolts, nuts, and washers. Plus, you will enjoy the one-on-one customer service that Pioneer Steel and Pipe has featured since opening their doors in 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, 2003 South Loop 340, next to Busby Feet in Waco, and at PioneerBoys.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. Kansas City Chiefs won their second Super Bowl in four years, and Patrick Mahomes won his second Super Bowl MVP after winning the season MVP. Andy Reid says he plans to return in 2023. Dallas Mavericks back home tonight hosting Minnesota. 
It's Kyrie Irving's home debut for the Mavericks. Tip-off is at 7.30. Baylor women lose to Oklahoma State over the weekend, 77-56. The Bears are at Kansas State on Wednesday. Baylor men come back and beat TCU on Saturday, 72-68. The Bears with a quick turnaround back in action tonight, hosting West Virginia in the Farrell Center. Tip is at 8 o'clock, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. One of the game in the Big 12, Texas at Texas Tech tonight, 8 o'clock tip-off. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, yeah, and as uh, with football coming to an end, the Super Bowl, we get into some college basketball as well. Lots of college. We do. Boy, we love college golf. We love college tennis, the whole thing. This is where we do that. Well, 5 o'clock, we'll get back in to the Super Bowl. Do not worry. And uh, thoughts on a lot. And make it, uh, we'd like to get your thoughts on some things that happened in the Super Bowl. Uh, and we're even uh, finding some Cowboys angles to all this as well. But uh, let's do our Campus Confidential. And, Aaron, let us know. Where do you want to start today? We'll start with the new AP Men's Top 25 poll. There is a new number one. Alabama, for the first time in 20 years, is atop the AP poll, followed by Houston and Purdue is the top three, and all three, the only three receiving first-place votes, Alabama with 38, Houston with 22, Purdue with two. Purdue was number one last week, lost to Northwestern, and Alabama jumped Houston, who remains at number two, to get in the number one spot. Rounding out the top five, UCLA and Kansas are the Big 12 schools. Texas is at six. Baylor is up to number nine. Kansas State is 12. And Iowa State, Iowa State number 19, and TCU is 22. That's a lot, Aaron. That's a lot of Big 12 schools. Now, some of them are going the wrong way. K-State, I mean, was way up there, like number five in the country at one point. I mean, losing to Texas Tech, Iowa State's dropping some games. Iowa State lost to Tech here recently. I mean, there's some weirdness that's going on. And, and of course, TCU playing without Mike Miles, although they played pretty well the other day, almost got the job done against the Bears. But Adam Flagler said, not on my watch. We'll have more on that as the day unfolds. But, Aaron, good move for the Bears to move up, as you said, uh, five spots. I believe they went from 14 to number nine. Aaron, that means no matter what happens tonight against West Virginia, uh, when the two, when Baylor and Kansas get together next weekend, that's going to be, what would you say Kansas was, number four or five? Five? Uh, yes. Okay, so five versus nine. Wow. I mean, that's really cool. And uh, I believe ESPN Game Day's already announced they're going to be in Lawrence for that. So uh, a lot of really cool stuff happening in the Big 12. Aaron, you mentioned Alabama. Alabama. Uh, I mean, congratulations, Bama. Number one in the country in basketball. I mean, just an embarrassment of riches at that university, Aaron. But um, made me think of the fact that, what, three weeks ago? Three weeks ago, Alabama goes to Norman and gets just obliterated 
by 24 points. It was like 93 to 69 or something like that. Um, against OU. And OU is the worst team in the Big 12. Like it'll be, they'll, they'll play the play-in game or whatever, the Big 12 tournament on a Wednesday night. And then OU and Tech will be there and then whoever else. Who are the worst teams now, Aaron? OU, West Texas Virginia. Tech, West Virginia. And then, Aaron, what's funny is <laughs> the way it's going right now, it could be TCU. They're, they're a ranked team, and they could be playing on a Wednesday night. It'll either be Oklahoma State. Now, I think once they get Mike Miles back, they'll finish strong, and then they won't have to play on Wednesday night. But, Aaron, how funny would that be? A ranked TCU team having to play. But I just thought that was funny. I mean, for the number one team in the country to have gotten obliterated by the worst team in the Big 12 just three weeks ago. Aaron, guess who will make that same point? Scott Drew at his next press conference. I think Scott, Scott's great at kind of, and I, you know, David Kay over the years, now Matt Roberts, they're good at kind of, hey, Scott, look at this. Look at this. Baylor's ranked for a million straight weeks. This, okay, this way. I can't believe looking back now, Aaron, they did that to Baylor, that they took them out of the AP and hurt our rankings, which have been there since like 2018. And they ended our streak. That's unfair. The Bears deserve better. So you should not have interrupted the streak. Now, of course, they're up. They're back top ten in the country. They should not have done that. That was bad by the AP voters. All right. And why did they not just put the Cougars at number one? What has Alabama done to deserve being number one? They beat Auburn. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Auburn. Let's check the notes. Where's Auburn ranked this week, Aaron? Oh, that's right. Nowhere. They're not even ranked. Now, Aaron, look at that. Again, I'm sorry. Sometimes I know you want to move on. But look back at the rankings. Wasn't there some team that showed up in the top 25 that, like, hasn't been ranked in forever? I always kind of like those stories, too. A, a, a kind of random ranking where somebody catches my eye. I don't have it in front of me, Aaron. Is there somebody around 24, 25 uh, to you that doesn't look like they belong? Like, that's like, whoa, I didn't know they were going to be in the top 25. Who, stu- who jumps out at you? Florida Atlantic's number 25. Give me 24. Providence, NC State, TCU, San Diego State, and UConn are bottom five in the top 25. Who's ahead of UConn? Iowa State, Creighton, St. Mary's. Okay, okay. There's somebody there. I think, you're thinking of the women's, I think you're thinking of the women's oh, poll. Oh, I did read something today. Thank you, Aaron, for saving me. Yes, there's somebody in the women's poll that that I was reading, you know, was kind of a, a shocking deal. All right, Aaron, is that where you're going to go next, to the women's poll, the top 25? Yep, South Carolina, after easily handling LSU in yesterday's big number one versus number three matchup with an 88-64 to 64 win, Remains the number one team in the country on the women's side. Unanimous number one with all 28 first-place votes. They're followed by Indiana, Stanford, Utah. LSU drops from three to five after the loss. UConn is six. As far as Big 12 teams, not a lot. Oklahoma is 15. Texas, 17. Iowa State is in the poll at number 22. I'd put 
I'd put Oklahoma State in there. I hope. I hope they get in there soon with what they're doing to the, our Bears. Aaron, have you noticed Oklahoma State? Last year we were just kind of all having a big laugh at the Big 12 tournament. Just crushed them. Baylor at one point in the, that game was up like 27-2. to two, Or maybe they were up like 25 to nothing. I mean, it was like very embarrassing for Oklahoma State. They go hire J.C. Hoyt from the University of Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, something, whatever that is, University, UMKC. They say, hey, J.C., come, come, come help us out. We're struggling a little bit. J.C. shows up on the scene, and she did not come empty-handed. She brought all these transfers in. Aaron, they're, like, scary. Okay, the Bears went there the other day and got beat by 20. They're good. Oklahoma State's good. I don't know. I mean, Bears are still – I mean – they they got they really do have a lot of good players. We can talk about who they don't have, but I'm sorry that ship sailed. Next year, hopefully, Asia's ready to go. They can get Dre in, and maybe they bounce back, and they're a huge bounce back story. But Aaron, they're just not they're not getting it. Suddenly, they they went from having this great turnaround to just they had the the shocking gut wrenching loss to OU, and then they go on the road and just get blown out. I mean, they just weren't in that game. Aaron is 44 to 27 right off the bat. They were down 12-5 in that game. I mean, it's just a bummer. It's just a real bummer right now. Um, that team, and again, I still have some hope. I mean, that they could get hot and get, you know, really compete in the Big 12 tournament. I'm planning to go to the Big 12 tournament. I want to see it. I want to see them bounce back. But right now, it is uh, it is very frustrating for the fans and I'm sure the coaches and players, the uh, the Baylor women right now. Aaron, what did you say that – did you see at LSU, that LSU-South uh, Carolina game, did you see the attendance on that? I think it was over 18,000. Over 18,000 wow. on Super Bowl Sunday for <laughs> women's basketball. That's pretty incredible. Hey, hey, I don't care what the score was. Kudos to both of those programs, both of those coaches. Of course, one of the coaches we know extremely well. Unbelievable. What a great day for college, for women's college basketball. And, you know, Don Staley's team is just a juggernaut. They really, really are. But, uh, boy, Kim's got them. She's got them on the way in Baton Rouge. All right, Aaron, what else do you have, sir? Today is Coach K's 76th birthday. Of course, he retired last year. And on his birthday, I don't know how much he's celebrating. Duke, the victim. Of a bad call, Matt. I know it. you probably spent most of the weekend broken up about it, but now officials, the ACC is saying officials in Saturday's Duke-Virginia game made a, quote, incorrect adjudication on the final play of regulation, which would have given Duke two free throws in a tie game to win the game with 1.2 seconds left. Duke went on to lose that game to Virginia, which pleased me mightily. I feel awful. Awful for the Dukies. It's terrible that they got robbed they, by a bad they call. They just have so many bad things happen to them. Yeah, that program. They've had such a difficult time over the years. Yeah, I, uh, Aaron, I'm trying to think of like what, what would have to happen for me to watch an ACC game right now. I think like they'd have to. I'd have to run out of Yellowstone episodes <laughs> or slow horses on uh, Apple TV. Aaron, have you taken a look at that? I haven't. Slow horses. You know, um, 
MI5, the uh, like the CIA type mm-hmm. uh, organization, Britain, for yeah. British uh, uh, intelligence agency. It's about that. Gary Oldman's in it. Kristen Scott Thomas. I mean, we got a big all-star cast, and I'm now in season two. There's a lot of things I would do. Aaron, who's your least favorite of the big-time Power Five conferences? What's the last conference you would watch right now? I would say you'd have to choose between the Pac-12 or the ACC. I think I'd probably choose the Pac-12. Yeah. Like to not to like if I'm choosing what not to watch. Big Ten's pretty solid. They got some good teams. You got the Big 12's number one. Big Ten, um, SEC probably after that. Then the ACC and then the Pac-12. Is that about the order you'd watch them in, Aaron? Yeah, actually, I think that would be exactly the order. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't have any interest in watching the Pac-12. Maybe a little in Arizona, just because I'm hoping they end up in the Big 12. But I don't even think that would be enough to motivate me to watch them play. Well, anyone. Who's in that? You said FAU. Are they in there with UNT? Is that Conference USA? I guess it is, isn't it? That's a good. That's a good team. FAU. I mean, like, their conference record's about, like, 13-1 and one or something like that. And then, um, and then UNT's 11-3. and three. Well, Grant McCaslin always gets UNT headed in the right direction around conference tournament time. Do not put it past them to beat them, to beat FAU in the conference tournament, which is always held in Frisco at the Star or at the, uh, the Ford Center. That's a really fun atmosphere there for the Conference USA. And Aaron, you know where you know where UNT's headed after this season. You know where they're headed, don't you? They um, the AAC. AAC, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, you are correct. Uh, that that uh, Conference USA, yeah, with uh, Florida Atlantic and North Texas and Rice and a few other schools. Marshall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the star player for UNT, Aaron. His name. Tyler Perry. <laughs> great name. Great name. Uh, great, great director, too. Oh, I know. I know. But now he spells it. It's like um, it's 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 T. He spells it different. I got the, the, the uh, Tyler part of it, like T-Y-L-O-R instead of the normal spelling of Tyler, which is E-R. This Tyler Perry goes T A Y L O R to distinguish himself. Yes, I don't think. I mean, I think I don't know if his parents were thinking like that because I don't know if Taylor Perry's uh, career had taken off when he was born. Probably starting to. But uh, all right, Aaron, we got. Uh, we'll get into some NFL. You got anything else? Are we good? One more, real quick. We talked yeah. about Baylor men moving up from fourteen to nine. One of the big reasons for that was the play of Adam Flagler, and he was rewarded. Today, with his second Big 12 Men's Basketball Player of the Week honor, he averaged 24 points in Baylor's two wins last week, including just an insane performance against TCU where he just put the team on his back and kind of carried them to a win. Yeah, how are you feeling, Frog fans? I wonder if Simcox was up there, like, yelling airball. I mean, the whole place was going crazy because he he airballed a shot. Airball! I mean, it was really aggressive airball chanting and by the end of it they were just all silent they tried to say airball about another player what a joke what a joke flagler put it on them aaron when they were 
still killing him on the air ball thing in the second half. At one point, with like 10 or 11 minutes left, he's got eight points, right? He's got about eight points. And he finishes with 28. I mean, you talk about a man who just said, all right, I got this. All right, guys, I know we're all struggling a little bit. I'll take care of tonight. Now, you know, Keontae and and uh, LJ, and LJ actually played really well in this game. But, you know, Bridges, some of you guys, Langston, I may need you all to step up some of these other games. But tonight I got this. I'll go ahead and, I'll go, ahead and go get this. And I like that LJ had a, a, something like that on a tweet, Aaron. LJ had kind of a, he's like, flag, flag had our backs. Or flag, there was something like LJ said that acknowledged, yeah, Flagler took things over. That's what this team does. They just pick people up. I mean, nobody can stop Keontae George. But you know who is probably celebrating harder than any player on that team at the end of the game? Keontae. He scored four points in that game. Okay, that's like that's 12 to 13 points below his average. And I guarantee you he was celebrating as much as anybody else. Same thing for uh, Jonathan Chamwachachua. Oh, Aaron, by the way, we're we did get a yeah we're we're back to uh, Ch- it's Chamwa Chachua, which I that's the way I learned it. <laughs> Aaron, I talked so long, I I think I brought the NFL music back. All right, it is the uh, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Let's get back into the Super Bowl, and we'll hear from some of the stars from yesterday's game. That is next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active. Fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step. There was no back pain. I took another step. No knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my good feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. 
Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254-710-888. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, VersaLift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Hot is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. And the NFL season has finally come to an end. Um, and, man, it's just uh, it's always tough. Uh, it's uh, interesting uh, in reacting to all this, there's a lot of things. I mean, it was a fun game. The uh, I got to say, at our um, party, boy, the uh, the Rihanna that that the halftime, boy, it, everybody was very invested. Watch that. I kind of got a little worried for her being up that high on those platforms and everything. Very cool visuals. You'd go outside the stadium, see the fireworks, come back in, the lights, all of that. I I tend to, Aaron, stay off of Twitter. I, I kind of want to – everybody, of course, has to have an opinion. Oh, I hate this. Or, oh, no, this is great. This is wonderful. I like to just kind of take it in. And we had an interesting situation where we had a, a someone that uh, – my daughter's way into dance and has been part of a dance company for a long time – and one of her dance teachers dances 
with Rihanna and some of the great uh, acts out there and so was in the Super Bowl act. And so, Aaron, when you saw the people in the white, whatever those outfits were, um, our friend Kylie was was dancing with Rihanna. Now, of course, there were so many dancers, it was really hard to zero in and find her. I kind of wish I had known exactly where she was supposed to be. I got to say, the, the visuals, though, were pretty stunning when she was up high. And then after the game, they confirmed that Rihanna is pregnant. And so, I mean, imagine, I don't know, I forget how many months or whatever, but imagine putting on that kind of amazing show, um, you know, and, and she was just kind of doing her thing, had the red coat on up there. And then Aaron, I, I would have to think somehow had, I, I could see some kind of attachment where if something went wrong, and and that something happened on that platform, or she danced, and that that she would be held up by a cable up there or whatever. But I I would not have been able to perform for for thinking. I mean, how how high Aaron would you estimate Rihanna was <laughs> at one point above that? And and could you focus if you knew you were on a platform that high? off the ground, even if you had a cable attached to you. I just don't – I think I would have had a hard time – well, I would have had a hard time executing any dance move, even <laughs> if I were on the ground. But to be on a platform, that's that was just – that was pretty uh, amazing to imagine that in the visuals. Aaron, were you okay with the halftime act? And did you – did you – I mean, I don't know who you were watching it with – do you find yourself stopping down and, and paying particular attention to those halftime acts? I did. I, I did this year more than I usually do, if that makes uh-huh. sense. I usually catch yeah. a little bit of it this year. I, I thought it was great. I really did. I thought the choreography was uh, pretty amazing. You know, nobody really, really sings because yeah. you're doing so much dancing. But I thought the performance was great. And, that's, and this is coming from someone that I, I don't dislike Rihanna, but – at my old job, her songs, especially three of the songs that she did in that medley yesterday, really yeah. got played so much that oh. I just kind of, uh, you, you know, anytime I would hear them. With that being said, I still thought it was, it was really, really great show. Yeah. Well, you know, for, I was reading about her. She has not put out an album now or any new songs since 2016. And, you know, a lot of people are putting out new stuff constantly. But with Rihanna, her legend has almost grown by being a little out of sight, uh, out of mind in a sense. But she hasn't been out of mind because people were excited to see her. She put on a great show. I was was pleased. I was pleased with uh, Rihanna's work. I was not pleased. And, boy, Aaron, I, I found out earlier today, Aaron, a stickler, if you call it in the first quarter, you better call it in the fourth quarter late in the game. Doesn't matter what part of the game. You know, meanwhile, a lot of us as sports fans have been saying for for years, you know, you can't call that there. I mean, with a minute left or 30 seconds left in a college basketball game, NBA game, we do have a tendency to go let them play. Let the players decide that. You can't call that foul. And, of course, sometimes we'll, they won't call the foul. We go, that was a foul. We're the first people to holler. you got to call that foul. You call it the first quarter. So people have varying degrees. And, of course, what I'm talking about is the Super Bowl last night, the defensive holding penalty. And, of course, Aaron, the player for the Eagles that was asked about it, 
I, I kind of liked it. You know, he didn't say, oh, no, I didn't think I did it or this or that. He said, yeah, I tugged on it. Yeah, I, I did it. I held him. I mean, to me, it was ticky-tacky. You got a minute 45. You got a third and eight situation. You got a timeout. You got one more timeout, uh, the, the uh, Eagles do. And the guy kind of tugs at the back of the jersey. And then he might have kind of. I, to me, boy, it was not that much. There was not much, and it robbed us of seeing what Jalen Hurts could do. Now, earlier today, Aaron Sexton said, hey, you know, it was the right call. You call it the same you're going to do in the first quarter. My answer to that, Aaron, is what if they were doing that in the first quarter and not calling it? I mean, we, you know, you hear sometimes people say, well, there's holding on every play. There's, you could call holding on every play. I'm just saying in that instance, with that huge moment for them to call that, it ended it, it, it effectively ended the game. Because then Jarek McKinnon had the heads up play to take a knee at the one yard line when he could have gone in for the touchdown. Because then we get at least more than a minute. We could see Jalen Hurts. He could score. They would be down by a touchdown, 45-38, and we could see if he could go get it. He had just done it. He was down by, he was down by eight, and they got it done. Aaron, and, and, you know, we're looking in our play, where I was watching the game when when uh, Jalen Hurts got down there and needed to go for two. It's like, well, I don't think somebody said I don't think they'll, I don't think he'll try to run for it. And we're like, wait, that's what he does. And sure enough, he goes out there. I mean, Aaron, that's pretty cool when you can line up with your team and everybody in the building knows you're going to run it from the two-yard line and you can't do anything about it. Like, Jalen Hurts is a bad man. I mean, for him to put his shoulder down and for whoever came up and tried to hit him, he ran over him. Now, who was that earlier in the game, Aaron? For uh, Was that Chauncey? What's that guy's name? Johnson Gardner, Gardner Johnson, whatever, however you say that. Aaron, did you see the licks that Eagles defensive back was putting on the Chiefs? What what is that running back's name, Aaron? That I, I kind of like his name, number ten, who really has run well for them in the postseason. The um, the Chiefs running back, Aaron Isaiah Pacheco, getting, Pacheco from Rutgers. Pacheco, I love. I like Pacheco, and and it, it, it it's kind of like the. Um, there's just certain teams that just have random guys running the ball. Oh, here's McKinnon. Here's Pacheco. I mean, it's just like, who are these guys? Where are these guys coming from? Aaron says he came from Rutgers. And Pacheco was just getting lit up. Aaron, did you see him just get destroyed on that one play? And he has to go over the sideline, and he's back. And he goes running, a really nice play. And if the same guy didn't come up and just waylay him again, like he hit him low. But he still just completely, I mean, and they were all legal hits. But, whoa, that defensive back was bringing the wood like Dawkins used to do. Like Dawkins used to do for, you know, it's safety for the Eagles. He was like a throwback or something. To me, Aaron, that was too good of a game to let it in like that. With some dude stopping down there at the one-yard line, calling that penalty. I hated it. I hated it. Was it a penalty? Was it an infraction? Maybe so. Maybe so. Do you have to call it? No, you don't. 
In my mind, it's a ticky-tacky call on the defensive holding call there on Smith-Schuster. The guy reaches out and tugs on the back end on the back. How much does that – how many times does that not get called? I bet a bunch. You think, you think guys aren't grabbing? You think defensive backs aren't grabbing throughout the game? But, Aaron, you had no, you had no issue. You had no issue with the call because you felt like, hey, it was, in your estimation, an obvious infraction, and no matter what the circumstances, you've got to make the call. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've, really, I've always felt that way. I don't like it's 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 more egregious in college basketball and pro basketball with with the officials swallowing their whistles late in game. I'm like that's a foul. <laughs> they teach you to call fouls. That's your job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's but but again, we don't like it in college basketball. Let's not act like oh, it's a foul. It's not a foul. It's a, it's, it's we say late in the game. Let the players decide. And, and even officials have that in them, and they, they can say, oh, I call it in the last 30 seconds exactly like I would have called in the first five minutes of the game. No, they don't. They absolutely do not do that. And, and for anybody to pretend that they do, I mean, that's the way, you know, NBA, uh, that's the way these, uh, these things happen. Now, Aaron, earlier in the day, we were asking the question, I'll do it again, and, and, and to, to text in, did you – did you have a problem with that call? Did you think it was obvious and you okay with it? Um, and I wanted to ask our people about it. 254-662-1660. I think people are going to be like me that had an issue with it because, first of all, it took our enjoyment away. We had this great game, and then it's decided by a penalty and a chip shot field goal. A field goal from 30-whatever. I mean, it was a short little baby attempt was shorter than a than an extra point and that's how the super bowl ends is harrison butker stepping up a guy that had blown a 42 yard field goal earlier in the game so i thought let's see let's see but still it was a chip shot field goal that he made to win the game if you want to sound off on this whether or not you think it was a bad call or it shouldn't have been called, or whether you were fine with it, kind of like Aaron. Hey, if you're going to call it the first two minutes of the game, call it late. Aaron loves a good a good penalty. Um, 254-662-1660. Let us hear from you on the CNC Collision Center text line. Now, Aaron, earlier in the day, people were weighing in on this. What are our people saying about this? Right now, most of them agree with me. Uh, we've Grumpy Old Fan says it was the right call last night. The rules should not be ignored just because people want extra drama. The NFL is close to pro wrestling as it is. Let's see. From the uh, 254, is a, foul, a foul is a foul. doesn't matter when it occurs. Uh, from Justin, who is a football official he says the Waco football fishers not throwing that if they do they aren't on the crew next year so that's an official saying that or someone who he's does saying, officiate he's saying they're not throwing that call or he's, he's saying, saying they're not they throwing not, the flag and if they did that they wouldn't be on the crew so, if they did call that a penalty they wouldn't yes, be on the crew the next year which is ridiculous but 
Oh, no, I, I love hearing from our people, um, not just because he agrees with me, no, no, but I, because that's a lot of credibility. I mean, we're talking about a Waco um, from the Waco chapter, which has a tremendous reputation. That's a very, very interesting take because I, I love hearing from actual officials because I don't think officials, especially good ones, they do not want to decide a ball game. And everything was on the line in those moments, and it was not, it was not a big deal. And and they, they they're not they're not. I mean, certainly they don't want to call things that don't impact plays. That's why you that really did. don't officials don't want, um, like holding penalties or blocking the backs that are on the other side of the field or that don't affect the play, they don't want those called. Now, Aaron, what are you saying? You're, you're saying it did impact the play? Of course. It was an out and up, and he couldn't go up because the guy held him. Oh, 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 hey. oh, 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 oh. I think he could have run a – I think he still ran the up. They, he got over – the ball was overthrown by like 10 yards, and you're going to say because, because he, he was held. held. That's exactly but right. But I'm saying he still – could run his route and receivers have to fight through that mess all the time so we I mean, just they're coached they they got to constantly play through that and aaron uh, not all of those things are called if they called everything they saw we'd have like a we'd have you just want them to not call the ones game. that'll make the, the game better or the ones that happen late in the game i mean that doesn't make sense to me Oh like, no! I I I'm saying. Are they supposed that, to judge whether this is a, a bad penalty or not quite as bad a penalty enough to call right here? I don't yeah. I don't understand the whole. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, they ought to be able to judge that. Like like when to when when to let people play through contact and play through. Uh, a little grab here or there. My gosh, there's hand well, yeah, fighting they do on that, every. They do make that judgment, but. Yeah, and they he did, and now everybody's time, up in arms about it. I'm just saying, a lot of times they make a judgment not to make a call. There's hand fighting constantly. You're not; they're not constantly saying, "Okay, your, that that's by, a that's a defensive pass." By your logic, they shouldn't call any. Then, no, no. I mean, I think oh, there well, are calls that are very obvious and egregious. I'm just saying that wasn't one of them. No, I'm not. My logic is not that at all. I think it's fine to call a penalty. Um, but in that instance, it to me that wasn't even close to egregious. And I know what the kid said. He said, "Yeah, I held him, and that's fine. I'm glad the guy's honest and all that." I mean, we saw that he did hold him. But I'm just saying, in that moment, um, and I find it fascinating that we had an official or somebody that uh, is part of like the Waco chapter that had that uh, opinion that in that because officials, great officials don't want to decide ball games. And yeah, if there's something egregious with two minutes left in the Super Bowl, absolutely you gotta call it. But that didn't even rise to close to the level of an egregious call uh, an egregious foul. What? That that was a guy being grabby. My biggest problem guy... is, is is the line of thinking that you want them to take is why penalties like the obvious pass interference in the NFC championship game, what, three years ago, four years ago? Three no, I, I don't. Did the one that didn't get the, called? The you know, you know, know, you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. The, that's why it didn't get called because of the line, of the, because of the thinking that some refs have that you're talking about. Oh, it's late in the but, game. But, Let's let him play. No, no, no. And he plowed but, but through the guy. But you're, 
but you're missing my distinction in that I'm saying that was and egregious. I'm, and I'm saying you call the foul. You're making a distinction where there's not one. Whether it's no, a, whether I, it's, I promise you don't want that. You do not. You may think you want this, but if we start applying that in the final seconds of every college basketball game and 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 an NBA game, it would be awful. It would be awful if they if they were just like, oh, there was contact by letter of the law. That's a foul because they don't call it like that. They they are trained to to try to let the players decide it if they can. And if there's something that truly rises to the level of an obvious foul, yeah, you got to call it with the game on the line. But coaches know and players know, and that's why they work on playing through contact like in basketball. They know that the, the refs are, would err on the side of swallowing the whistle. And that ref last night should have erred on the side of swallowing the whistle, in my opinion. But it's a good debate. It's a good thought. And I love hearing from our people, and I like hearing from you on this, Aaron, because uh, we have different thoughts on this. 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660 on the uh, CNC Collision Center text line. More of your thoughts, more of our thoughts on the Super Bowl next. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check. Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor Athletics, including men's basketball with a stirring win on the road over TCU. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly. Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. Want options? The best selection in Central Texas is at Allen Samuels in Waco. During the President's Day sales event, get a 2022 Ram 1500 quad cab with 0% for 72 months or Ram 1500 crew cab with 1.9% for 72 months on all trim levels. Lone Stars, Laramies, and top-of-the-line Longhorn and Longhorn Limited. Or get a Ram 1500 Lone Star crew cab with values up to $8,250 plus an extra $500 to first responders. Baylor Bear Basketball Tonight, here on the flagship station for Baylor men's and women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor softball got their season underway over the weekend in a successful way, winning four of five games at the UNLV tournament in Las Vegas. Now Baylor softball hosting the Getterman Classic, their first home game of the season, comes up this Friday at Getterman Stadium. Baylor baseball also with their home opener and season opener this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor women's basketball dropped a tough 77-56 decision on the road at Oklahoma State on Saturday. The Baylor women on the road at Kansas State this Wednesday. 
while the Baylor men, down by 10 in the second half, went on a 15-2 run, keyed by Adam Flagler, and finished up a 72-68 win over the Frogs in Fort Worth. Flagler finished with 28 on the day. L.J. Cryer had 23, the ninth win in the last 10 games for Scott Drew and the Bears. I want to say uh, that's Big 12 basketball. Um, I know TCU had a couple guys out, and Coach Dixon's a great coach and put them in position to win the game. Um, and then we all know the importance of good guard play, and L.J. and Adam uh, uh, really came through 17-4, um, 27 and then uh, uh, I thought the last eight minutes defensively, we, we finally got a couple stops. Um, they did a great job executing their stuff. Obviously, our, uh, as a staff, our game plan needed to be better. I think uh, last eight minutes, we, we got back to pressure in a little more, and that helped. 72-68 the final from Saturday. Baylor over TCU. Now another quick turnaround as the Bears host the West Virginia Mountaineers tonight. On the air at 7.30, tip-off at 8 for Baylor and West Virginia from the Farrell Center. Television tonight on ESPN2. Also from the weekend, Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling ran their record to 2-0 on the season with a dominating win over Trine College. Baylor A&T back home on Sunday hosting Presbyterian. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tonight from the Farrell Center and have more tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Kickoff 2023 with a bang at Allen Samuels in Waco. During the President's Day sales event, get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with total values up to $2,000 and 1.9% for 72 months on second and third row options. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Or how about the 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with up to $3,500 in total values plus an extra $500 to first responders at Allen Samuels in Waco. At Bush's Chicken, we start each day with one thought in mind. Be the best. Be the best at all we do. Whether it's preparing food or waiting on customers. So at the end of the day, when it's closing time, we can say, well done. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. A funeral service is a special time for family and friends to comfort one another, begin to find healing, and celebrate a life well lived. Whether you choose burial or cremation, McDowell Funeral Home provides timely service and professional spirit in your time of need. They also offer pre-planning services to their customers. Family owned and operated, McDowell Funeral Home, 1104 Chestnut Street in Waco and in Hillsboro, plus a new location coming soon. Call them 254-754-3151 or learn more at mcdowellfuneralhome.com. This is ESPN Central Texas. Come join ESPN Central Texas Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show as we'll be broadcasting live from the newly opened Fish City Grill in Waco on Tuesday, February 21st at 4 p.m. Come celebrate that Tuesday at Fish City Grill. Happy hour 3 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Enjoy ice cold beer, cold margaritas, and discounted appetizers like fried pickles, shrimp, nachos, cheeseburgers, even oysters. Fat Tuesday, February 21st with ESPN Central Texas Matt Mosley, 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. FDIC. 
The La Vega Pirates Education Foundation was founded in 2012 to support innovative and creative educational opportunities for students and teachers in La Vega ISD. Last year, the foundation provided over $101,000 in funding through grants and initiatives. Every dollar counts, and we need yours to help reach our goals. Visit piratesfoundation.org today to see how you can give the students and teachers in La Vega ISD the newest innovations in learning. Hurrah, Lady Pirates! ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Kansas City Chiefs won their second Super Bowl in four years, and Patrick Mahomes won his second Super Bowl MVP after winning the season MVP. Andy Reid says he plans to return in 2023. Dallas Mavericks back home tonight hosting Minnesota. It's Kyrie Irving's home debut for the Mavericks. Tip-off is at 7.30. Beta women lose to Oklahoma State over the weekend, 77-56. to the Bears are at Kansas State on Wednesday. Baylor men come back and beat TCU on Saturday, 72-68. to The Bears with a quick turnaround back in action tonight, hosting West Virginia in the Farrell Center. Tip is at 8 o'clock, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. One of the game in the Big 12, Texas at Texas Tech tonight, 8 o'clock tip-off. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Audio's Matt Mosley show. ESPN Central Texas talking Super Bowl. Hearing from you uh, on the text line 254-662-1660. Did you think that was a ticky-tacky call or the appropriate call on the defensive holding penalty that robbed us of a chance to see Jalen Hurts try to come up the field, try to move the ball down the field? Of course, Jarek McKinnon didn't help us either. Down in the ball at the one-yard line. Very selfless play, though, I should say. I think it was selfish because it denied us of seeing it, but it was actually a very selfless play, very smart play, and uh, I think it'll be used. You know, what you don't want is a bunch of high school players late in games all hitting the, you know, trying to not score uh, because I, I think it's great to have the inclination and desire to help your team in that way. But it can get a little tricky. You kind of sometimes like to step on in there and get your touchdown. In that case, especially in a high school level or even college level, I think when you still have to kick the winning chip shot field goal, those things are not always as sure things as you see at the NFL level. So if you're teaching things, I think you can teach how, I mean, a guy passes up a touchdown in the Super Bowl to do what he did. I mean, a huge move. And a smart move by Jarek McKinnon. But, I mean, think about that, Aaron, many, many years from now. And, again, I can't think of what McKinnon, you know, Jarek McKinnon, has he ever seen the – I'm trying to think of his how long he's been with Kansas City to see if he's ever uh, found the end zone in a Super Bowl. But, I mean, that's a lot – that's a lot to pass up. But, again, the call – on third and eight, one timeout left. Eagles would have had about a minute 45 to come down the field. They would have had to kick the field goal to go up 38-35. The Chiefs would, and it would have been up to the Eagles. I uh, wanted to see it. So, I, you know, yeah, am I being selfish? You bet. You bet. I wanted to see what Jalen Hurts could do in that moment. And I think most of America agrees with me. Now, I understand most Cowboys fans wanted to see the 
Eagles lose. So maybe they were fine with that call. Aaron thinks that, you know, if you're going to make a call the first few minutes of the game, make the same call late. And he thought it was a rather obvious penalty. You know, can you call it? You bet. Should you call it? That's where I come in and go, I don't think so. Not in that moment. And I know the argument shouldn't matter the moment. Make the call either way. But for generations, we've wanted people not to call to let the players decide. And in that moment, the game basically ended with a defensive holding penalty. And that's not how a great game, in fact, that could have gone down as one of the great Super Bowls of all time. And unfortunately, the way it ended, while it'll still go down as a really good game, I don't know if we can say it was one of the greatest of all time because of the ending. And what's everybody talking about today? They're talking about that call. And that's not really what the NFL uh, should want in in you know in in my opinion and I think most people would agree that they don't want the officials to be involved but I get Aaron's side of this which is foul you know an infractions an infraction call the penalty no matter when it happens and you know was it obvious eh, I know when we slow these things down it's like well yeah there's the grab I also know in real time there all these guys are grabby my gosh, how much stuff is not called? And so, now we do have people weighing in on the CNC Collision Center text line. And they have been all day. And and after our last debate, embrace debate, when we were talking about this, people started ramping this thing up. I loved hearing from somebody from that Waco officiating group. Boy, I wish I had his name. I'd have him call in right now. In fact, I know some officials, some Baylor There's one guy I know that's a Big 12 official. I'd love to hear his take on something like this because this was a – this was a – this changed everything about the outcome of that game. 254-662-1660. Were you okay with the call because it was the right call? Or did you think, kind of like I did, that it was a ticky-tacky call? You didn't need to make that call right there. I want to hear kind of what people – what our listeners are uh, thinking. And, Aaron, I know they've been rolling in. Uh, you're looking at the text line as we speak. What are our people saying? Uh, two five four. the player did decide the outcome when he held. Aaron, the voice of reason. Uh, Stop picking things. No, no, I'm going you. in order. Tell me how many times the referee's called that before. The answer is zero. So there's now that's an before we move on, Aaron. That's an interesting one because that's a point I was making. Is that was that happening earlier in the game? Well, maybe, maybe. I mean, I can't. I guess we go play by play and look at the uh, the breakdown, um, and 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 go. Okay, well, I saw something there. That looked like a hold. That looked like a hold. I mean, we <laughs> you could. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's the same reason, Aaron, we, we study these officiating crews. Boy, they do it at the high school level, the college level. Certain high school coaches want certain crews. Um, they know who's calling what, who is looking to call more things, who maybe likes to maybe lean toward letting the players decide. I mean, I what I can't, can't stand sometimes is a football official who – 
when there's like a hold or an infraction or something that has is nowhere close or or when it's like an illegal man downfield and I mean maybe by the letter of the law but it has nothing to do with a play it has nothing to do you can make an argument oh, okay he was more than three yards oh maybe he was two and a half yards he was three and a half yards I mean some of that kind of stuff that has nothing to do with anything is ridiculous and and don't need to be called and there are some crews who do a nice job, in my opinion, of sort of knowing what the obvious things are that they need to call and knowing what to let go so we can just watch a game. Now, of course, we've all watched high school games where there's some holding penalties not being called, and if it's going against our team, we're losing it. We're absolutely losing it when our guys are being held and nothing's being called. The other side's kind of like, hey, let them play. Let them play. So, again, we can go We can go a lot of different ways on this. Aaron, I know uh, I want to hear a few more of our texters as they uh, continue to fly in on the uh, CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. JR says he admitted he held him. No argument from the 254. Well, the player, I mean, that's, I like the point. Uh, the player did say that. That's right. The player said he held him, but that's not the standard. We don't measure it by whether or not the player in the locker room or after the game doing interviews, oh, wait, well, it's a good call. That's a fine call because the player admitted he did it. Well, we all kind of can look and see that the player did, he did that. I just didn't think it, it rose to, uh, the level of a call, and again, I I know what I'm saying. I'm saying, well, don't do that. Uh, don't don't decide the game. You don't call that there with two minutes left. And some people, like Aaron, have a problem with that. If you're going to call it early in the game, call it late in the game. What I guess what I'm thinking is, I'm not sure they call it early in the game. In fact, if I look back closely, I might be able to find some holds that were not called early in the game. Again, these people are human. There's always going to be a human element. There's all going to, there's going to be things they get wrong that they miss. There's going to be calls they call that they shouldn't have called. Um, in this case, I just hate that a great, great game, which is still was very, very enjoyable, but didn't get the ending that we needed and that 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 that, that kind of game deserved. I mean, it really was the back-and-forth nature of it. There was a lot of different ways. The injury to Mahomes, the way he fought back, the way he was running, even on a bum ankle, he runs for 26. I mean, again, we're talking a lot about this play, but we also need to talk about the fact that Mahomes is already a Hall of Famer, and now he's, he's literally entering the conversation for one of the greatest of all time. I think most of us would agree Tom Brady's number one, then he could get into maybe Joe Montana, wherever you want to go with it. But Mahomes is climbing the charts. I mean, Peyton Manning obviously uh, was unreal in the numbers he put up, and he's one of the greatest of all time. But Mahomes, in terms of how many Super Bowls he's won and then how many he's gone to, and then you throw all the AFC title game appearances, well, he's gaining. I mean, I don't think anybody ever chases down Brady but Mahomes could run past everybody else. He's headed that direction. All right, Aaron, I know we get to go here in a second. Can you give me just a, one or two more of our, our, our texters? Uh, let's see. 254 is a 
Cowboys fan, I can't stand the Eagles. However, let them play football. Bad call. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh-oh. Anybody say Mosley? Great points by Mosley. Have not uh, found that I'm one loving the Mosley <laughs> show this afternoon. Have you seen any of those? Uh, not yet, but uh, <laughs> football junkie says there. I think you could throw a flag on every play, but the obvious ones get the flag. And uh, let's see, what does this last one say? Aaron a hold is a hold. Sexton. If he didn't hold him, the receiver could have got to the ball. So it's it's about it started off with a lot of people agreeing with me. It's about fifty fifty. I mean, did y'all see where that ball ended up? I don't think if they let him have a free release, he was going to catch up with where that ball ended up. I don't know. I didn't think it was that big of a deal to, to that he needed to be called. But I get the letter of the law. Um, I get the argument. I just I don't think the ticky-tack stuff needs to be called there. Okay, good job today. Love the interactive nature of this show and hearing from our people. Aaron, I would estimate today, I mean, 50 to 100 people have jumped on that text line and just rolled with us. Wow. It's been a bunch. A great... It's way more than yeah. I could, we could get to today, we, so we appreciate it. A great response. If we didn't get to you today, blame it on Aaron. <laughs> they were all red, <laughs> <Okay>. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, um, it's the Matt Mosley show, 50 to 100, maybe 200. Um, ESPN Central Texas, the dismount is next. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. If your vendor does not value your feedback, you're with the wrong one. At UBO Business Services, we are serious about being in the service business. We send a survey after every service call. If it's positive, we call or email them with a thank you for their feedback. If it is negative, we call to see how we can make it better. No matter what your business is, we are all in the customer service business. In your office, if your sticker does not say UBO on the machine, do they really care? Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. Attention Central Texas barbecue lovers, we have great news for you. Elberg Barbecue is now open seven days a week. Their handcrafted meats, sandwiches, sides, and desserts are now available from 11 till 3 Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, till 7 Wednesday and Thursday, until 8 Friday and Saturday. And don't forget, Elberg Barbecue can cater your next event. Elberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6 in Waco, at hellbergbarbecue.com and on Facebook. 
Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Looking for a great job with great pay and awesome benefits? Genco FCU is hiring. As a longtime Waco employer, Genco focuses on what matters most in our employees' lives, like pay incentives, bonuses, benefits, 401k plans, paid time off, advancement opportunities, medical, prescription, dental, and vision insurance, as well as short and long-term disability. Come join our incredible team today and make Genco your career that will work for you. Apply at GencoFCU.org or at any branch location. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Kansas City Chiefs won their second Super Bowl in four years, and Patrick Mahomes won his second Super Bowl MVP after winning the season MVP. Andy Reid says he plans to return in 2023. Dallas Mavericks back home tonight hosting Minnesota. It's Kyrie Irving's home debut for the Mavericks. Tip-off is at 7.30. Beta women lose to Oklahoma State over the weekend, 77-56. The Bears are at Kansas State on Wednesday. Baylor men come back and beat TCU on Saturday, 72-68. The Bears with a quick turnaround back in action tonight hosting West Virginia in the Farrell Center. Tip is at 8 o'clock and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. One of the game in the Big 12 Texas at Texas Tech tonight 8 o'clock tip off. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for today's Dismount on the uh, Matt Mosley show. Ah, there it is. Time for the dismount where we say goodnight to you and uh, the familiar music takes over. A little bit of breaking news this afternoon. I love this. A joint statement from the 10 Pac-12 conference board members. The Pac-12. From Okay, this is the Pac-12. The 10 Pac-12 universities look forward to consummating successful media rights deals in the very near future. Based upon positive conversations with multiple potential media rights partners over the past weeks, we remain highly confident in our future growth and success as a conference and united in our commitment to one another. Wow. Way to go, guys. This coming as reports are like, well, the Pac-12 is not going to get as much money as they had hoped. Uh, Big 12 continues to, to you know, have some exciting news. They had Texas and OU, they're headed out on their way, but the new schools are on the way. Pac-12 continuing to take on water. There is today's announcement as we leave you. Everybody have a great evening. And then, of course, Baylor tonight, 7.30 on the pregame, ESPN Central Texas, Baylor in West Virginia. Thank you, Aaron. And we'll see everybody tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Good night, everybody. It's time for today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, exclusively on ESPN Central Texas. Modern Media.